right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And one week closer, it's, yep. it's coming. We're on it, man. I bet you everybody's excited. I know I'm excited. So, man, we're getting so close, Michigan fans. This is, man. Yep. You know, tasty. You can see the the light in the tunnel. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a real small one, but it's there. Before you know it, it's going to be August, and in August there's a couple games, and then yeah. the awesome Labor Day weekend festival of hysteria and fanatics and football games on, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Right, right. I think that might be one of the most glorious weekends of the year. Yeah, I think you might be right on that. I mean, people people are excited because you know that's one. This is one of those times where it brings people together. Um, you know, you you can have your you know politics. People are fighting left and right, but then you get Michigan game and it brings everybody together. So, remember that sheepdog and that uh, Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote, yeah. What you're saying, a sheepdog or what? Yeah, remember the sheepdog and the uh, Wiley Coyote when they uh, they worked together, and uh, it was an old Bugs Bunny cartoon. Well, they were friends outside of uh, their work, but as soon as they punched in the clock, they fought and they tried to kill each other. <laughs> That's exactly like Twitter, man. It's like they fight like cats and dogs, but then as soon as Michigan football co- plays, we all come together. So. Yeah, yeah, true, good point. Lots of stuff going on social media, that's for sure. Uh, and probably one of the most interesting, uh, was it actually, you know what, I don't even know when it, was it today, was it yesterday, this week, whatever yeah. it was. Oh, wow. Or, yeah, it was today. Oh, and then the other thing was yesterday. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, well, until uh, um, September rolls around and Michigan's trip to South Bend, you know, everybody's doing different things. And, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh's been staying under the radar yeah, for the most part outside of the uh, trip to Europe that they took this year. Uh, not much happening, not much going on, no rap videos, no climbing trees, no sleepovers. Um, <laughs> but he all of a sudden has no resurfaced. Twitter no Twitter digs with oh, him yeah. Antonio, so none of that. Yep. Yep. He's he's been on social media, but he hasn't been as, as active. But his his submarine has resubmerged. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Resurfaced. Resurfaced. Resubmerged. Jeez. Uh, resurfaced. Oh gosh. <laughs> I need to get my words straight here. Um, and so he has um, hit the web in a what looks to be like it's gonna be a web series. And I haven't even watched the full video yet. I've yeah. been kind of busy, uh, which actually I might get into at some point to explain what's going on. But anyways, um, but I didn't watch the whole video. I watched some highlights. I watched part of it. But it's a web series that I think that they're basically just knocking off of, you know, comedians and cars. Did you ever uh, see that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, Jay Leno has one. Or no, like, comedians uh, Comedians and cough. Comedians, cars, and coffee, or something like that. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But I, 
Yeah, Jay Leno's got something like that where he just, you know, drives stuff and then he, you know, talks with comedians and people and celebrities and things like that. So, yeah, this one was uh, um, Jerry Seinfeld and uh, he would pick a car or wait, the person would pick a car or he would pick a car for their personality, whatever. He'd have a different car every time and it's some specialized car. He'd go pick them up, they'd drive around a little while, they'd stop, they'd get coffee and they'd chat about stuff. And it's really interesting. I mean, if you want to learn more about people and kind of their careers, you can learn through that. And so it kind of looks like this is the same concept. Right. Uh, this guy goes, whoever he is, um, I'm still not entirely sure why I've collected on this guy, but he goes around in different cars. He'll pick somebody up, and it's like you get to learn more about them while he gives them the cool, unique experience of driving around in the car, and they highlight who they are, where they are, the city, different places in Michigan, blah, blah, blah. And so... Jim Harbaugh, of course, takes him around Ann Arbor, and not just around Ann Arbor, but into the stadium of the big house. Yep. Driving a Dodge Demon. Yes. Out of all the cars. Must be a new car that's about ready to hit, so I haven't seen it. Well, I've seen the Dodge Chargers, but this Demon car looks pretty pretty wicked looking. So. Yeah, 840 horsepower. Wow, yeah. And yep. you can get one for oh, I thought what I was it for. Wait, did I have a price? Oh yeah, is that it right there? Price starts at eighty four thousand. Dang, really? I, I think was a little bit lower. It's probably going to say sixty or seventy, but dang, really? I think that's it. I don't know. There's a lot of numbers. I'm getting spammed by a lot of advertisements on this page, <laughs> so I it think it's isn't fully loaded either. Yeah, man. Whew. Okay. So there you go. Whoever wants to deck it out and make it maize and blue, I'm sure somebody got on top of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I got so if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It looks kind of funny. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but I watched the highlighted part. But here's here's kind of an interesting question I have for you, Craig, because yeah. I know how you've felt, thought, reacted to this. What is your response to him resurfacing like this? Well, you know, the thing, I'm glad you asked me that because I was ready to say, when he resurfaced, he he really does a good job of it, doesn't he? <laughs> I, mean, yeah. he just, I mean, he doesn't go like a little bit in as a time, get his feet wet. No, he just all out. He does that, uh, what, jackknife <laughs> into the school, the pool, the swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is. Um, this is crazy. You know what? There's one thing to just have this guy, and I'm not sure his name, but to go in a Dodge Demon and then drive around Ann Arbor and Michigan. I think the show's called Suburban Drives Michigan. And of course, they're doing Jim Harbaugh because who wouldn't want to do Jim Harbaugh? He's very you know, eccentric. He's got all kinds of uh, interesting things to say. Um, but, uh, you know, I. It, I wouldn't. This doesn't surprise me. This isn't something I went. Oh, I'm shocked that Jim Harbaugh came out like this because that's the way he is. And I think he's doing this because Michigan's getting closer and closer. And I think he wants to ramp up the fan base to kind of you know. And I think he just loves this time of year because he knows uh, his you know teams coming up. Michigan football's getting ever so close. Um, usually July is when everybody starts getting ramped up. It's the off season. 
And then, you know, I think they approached him about this. And then he said, sure, you know, he, you know, the thing is about listening to and watching this was, is how excited he is about his childhood growing up. Um, what led him to, you know, being a Michigan guy and this, his passion for being a Michigan coach. And I think he genuinely enjoys telling people about his childhood because it is pretty cool. And all the things that, uh, that that comes with it and his brothers and things like that so and it's a really cool life you know even i want to know you know what jim harbaugh is a celebrity and how he became the way he is and the kookiness behind the guy but uh i thought it was really cool um i'm not really surprised by it but you know that's that's jim harbaugh i wasn't shocked well um yeah, he's definitely certainly a storyteller, and he enjoys telling stories, and he's very animated and everything like that. But you were more on the side of, you yeah. know, it's time to, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily the best way to say put up or shut up or focus more on the team yep. or let's let's not do all this stuff. Let's let's hunker down. Let's do this stuff. So you you were you were supportive of him being quiet, essentially. Right. Um, right. So, yep. do you have a problem with this? How he did it? What he's doing? The fact that this is kind of the only thing that he's come out and done. Right. Right. Well, I don't think you know it's Jim's Harbaugh's forte to just kind of like go completely underground. But I like what he's done so far as just focusing on the things that need to get done. And then he does something like this because it kind of shows that maybe he has an off time, you know, that he has, uh, he's hundred percent into football, but then he comes out with this and he maybe just kind of you know, off time during the schedule and he's able to do it, which is cool. I just don't like at times where, you know, getting in a little bit of Twitter battles with uh, coach D- uh, D'Antonio and, and, you know, it seemed like he had a little bit more um, last year and the year before that that he was all over the place. And I think you would agree he was seemed to be on the news. And and when he was on the news, you had Pete Font, you know, I'll call him Pete Feinbaum, um, always harping on him and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't mind this. I just don't like a lot of it. That's the only thing. So, but you know. I, I really didn't mind this at all. It just shows how passionate he is for Michigan. But, um, you know, if it happens more often after this, then I get a little bit of concern. So if that makes any sense. Yeah, so you're basically kind of saying, saying in moderation. So Yeah, moderation. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. Okay. I'm, yeah, yeah I, I have no problem with it. I mean, I didn't really have a problem and didn't think that he had to go so um, – a wall or I guess MIA, however you want to say, but um, but I, I was okay with it. I mean, I was okay that he was out of the limelight for a little while. I was okay that he got back into it. I don't think he's really done anything um, that I've seen as problematic. Yeah, sure, he's talked some talk, and the team hasn't been able to essentially walk the walk. But I mean, you know, it's not it's not the easiest thing to do in college football. Just run the table and things like that. So. I get it. I under, I understand some of it and everything. And there's a lot more in depth with that, but that's the general idea. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, but, again, it's a fun, interesting video. Um, uh, look it up online. It's easy to find. 
uh, man, what was the what was the name of the thing? Suburban Drives Michigan. Yeah, yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah, go check it out. It talked about you know his you know childhood and him getting into a fight and trying to get his getting his a stolen because his bike was stolen and all this and then just and the whole uh, quote on you know I have to say the whole more is more <laughs> quote is funny him saying I. I'm for more, more is more, and then saying there's a lot of things out there, uh, things where more isn't more. People say <laughs> that say less is more, but I fundamentally argue with that concept. It's just <laughs> that's Jim Harbaugh, man. <laughs> he just says funny quotes, dude. Oh yeah, that would totally be something he would more say. More, dude. So more is more. So we need to do more of the show. More is more. Jim Harbaugh said so. Yes, more is more and more as we continue on. Uh, we've got a couple of different uh, subjects tonight. And so the second one that we'll talk about, and this is what came out yesterday, I think. I thought it was today, but I think it's yesterday that it came out. Um, the odds, uh, some Vegas odds came out for uh, who's going to win the Big Ten. So uh, run down the list real quick. Uh, Ohio State is the overall favorite, uh, 10 of 11. And uh, Wisconsin is f- uh, with uh, 5 and 2 odds. Michigan at 4 and 1, followed by Penn State at 5 and 1. Then Michigan State coming in at 12 and 1. And Iowa and Nebraska tied after that with 40 to 1. Right. So. First of all, easy thing to point out that's uh, interesting and just kind of goes to show and prove the point. And I don't, I don't think I've really seen anybody argue this. And if they do, I find it kind of comical. At least, especially if recently. I mean, this year could possibly change things. But five, uh, four of the top five teams with given the best odds to win the conference are from the East. Yeah. Yep. So that's probably why Wisconsin is at second with, with the second yep. best odds because everyone expects them to be in that Big Ten title game. Right, and that's, yeah, that's where I was thinking too. That's that, that's the only reason I see it is why yeah. they're there. Yeah, it's just kind of like, well, you know you're, they're going to be there, so then the question just is, can they win the game? Right. So, right. yeah. yeah. And, that's what is I thought you know the reason why they put Wisconsin there is because of that that conference. So yeah, yeah, and no, no. Uh, well, I mean, it's not really their fault or anything, but being in the West and everything, um, it's not exactly a gauntlet over there. I mean, Iowa State's never or never an easy playthrough all throughout the year. They always find somebody to screw things up for, like they did for Michigan like they did for Ohio State, like they've done for Wisconsin in past years and everything like that. They find, they find a way to screw things up for somebody. So Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I can't argue with those. Yeah, I can't really argue much about those odds. It's pretty much it's pretty accurate, I'd say. Yeah, do you feel like Michigan's high or how do you feel about that considering how well Penn State did last year and the struggles that Michigan had? Um well, the thing is, I think uh, isn't uh, I can't I can't remember. You know, is uh, Penn State bringing back their quarterback? Yeah. Okay. 
So and they're missing their running back. Um, I, no, you know what? I think it's about right. Um, you know, I I almost need almost want to say I want to put Penn State a little bit above Michigan only because they they do have a solidified quarterback in uh, McSorley. So, and I'm always one. You know, and I've said that on social media, and I've said this quite quite often to you and to the fans is is um, the if you look at Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan State, if you look at those teams and you look at Michigan, Michigan's the only one that stands out in that group right there that has a transfer uh, quarterback again. <laughs> and yeah. and if you look. Ohio State, yeah, they're breaking in a new quarterback, but he's had some playing time and he actually looked very well against Michigan. So, um, so if you take Ohio State, yeah, they're getting a new quarterback. So, um, but I don't see him much different than Barrett. I think you know he's a little bit more lankier. But you take Wisconsin; they've got a quarterback solidified there. They got Penn State. Wait, does. Wisconsin still has the same quarterback? I think they do. I think they do. And isn't uh, the one that? Um, wasn't he a freshman? I don't. Well, it check. definitely wasn't last year. No, not freshman. He was a freshman when we played um, against Michigan when he had Jordan Lewis and we had that real uh, stellar defense. Um, he was a freshman there, but uh, I'll have to check. So. Oh, well, yeah, I'm trying to find now. Cause actually, I have not checked that out. Horny, Hornybrook? Yeah, I think he's still there. Oh, he is still there. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought I yeah. okay. Yeah. So he's a junior. I thought yeah. he was a senior last year. So but he's man. been he's been he's been at the at the front helm of uh, Wisconsin for three years. So about two to three years now. So yeah, because um, I knew I knew when he came to Michigan when Jordan Lewis had that really crazy good uh, interception uh, catch. Yeah. Um, so that's when I think he was a freshman. They were just breaking them in on whether or not they had a quarterback issue. But, uh, yeah, Hornibrook is really pretty good uh, quarterback. So that's what I'm looking at is I look at things like that. Uh, it's not a knock on Michigan. It just says a lot of these teams, you know, I, I always have a tough time. I'd probably put Michigan at fourth position, and I'd probably put Penn State at the third position. So Michigan State's the only one that's a little bit – a little bit odd here because that you know Lewerke is a good, really good quarterback. So, um, you know, I'm not going to put them above Michigan because Michigan's defense is just too good. So, um, so that's why I'm kind of hedging um, between. I can see a flip flop between Michigan and Penn State there. Okay, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I, I'd be okay with it either way, to be honest. Because if they were behind Penn State, they'd have something to work forward to. I mean, they still. Have, Obviously, things to look forward to because they don't have the overall odds. But, uh, but I mean, everybody recognizes that Michigan was in a unique situation last year with being a very young team. So, now, <clears throat> yes, I think that's a very good thing for you to bring up about the quarterbacks. Uh, a couple of things I want to mention is I have just been noticing so many people talk about how good Ohio State is going to be this year. Like they're talking, I mean, it's, it's not one of those things like, Oh, Ohio state's going to have a good year. Or they should win the big 10, blah, blah, blah. No, they're, they're coming out and saying like, this should be Ohio state's most talented team in ages. Like, I don't even know what, what they can compare it to, but they are just saying that is going to be a monster Ohio state team. So, um, 
talk about kind of like added pressure there because yeah uh because they they're just talking about the sheer talent that they have the talent that they retain and everything so uh it'll be kind of interesting there um because i feel like this is the year that michigan is headhunting ohio state so it's kind of like uh, pressure for Ohio State because it's just like okay, you guys are talked about all off season, and depending how the season goes, you know that this is supposed to be one of your best teams ever, and so you guys should be dominating. You guys should be winning handedly. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how that transpires. But something interesting that I kind of want to point out, um, I've been going through. I've been going through and watching. Um, this is going to drag out this conversation a little bit longer than I expected it to. But I've been watching. The All or Nothing documentary again. I've also been watching some of the games from 2017. But I also went back and watched some of the games from 2016. One of which was the Penn State game. And so um, I'm going to look at it all across the board and everything. But to be honest, I'm going to be very interested to see how Penn State and I'll put it in quotation marks, recovers from losing um, Saquon Barkley and their offensive coordinator. Right. Because when they had Saquon Barkley in 2016, before um, he, like, really took off, I mean, he, he was good in 2016, but 2017 he was, like, you know, Heisman candidate, all that. Um the offense was still really not that good. Obviously, Trace McSorley was a year uh, younger and everything like that, too. But it's just like they had an explosive player, but they couldn't capitalize with him. And the offensive coordinator did a good job with it and everything, but now both of them are gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be really curious to see how they do. So while you were saying about Penn State moving up, I'm actually kind of like, I mean, like, I, I, I'm not coming in and saying, oh, they totally shouldn't move or anything like that. I'm not too surprised by it, and I'm actually going to be kind of interested to see how well Penn State holds up. Um, obviously, their right. defense is different than 2016, and they have more off uh, some more offensive weapons. But in 2016, they also had Godwin, which was a fantastic receiver. So they've got several people that need to step up. I don't – true. I, I – and I'm, I'm no – pro at breaking down film or anything but it really seemed a curious thing that i want to do and of course we're going to do our preview for michigan uh michigan season coming up um right before the season starts but we're also going to do a preview of you know sometimes we do what we think teams records will be or different things like that for the big 10 Mm -hmm. and so for penn state i want to look up and see exactly how much uh saquon barkley was of the penn state offense in 2017 Right, um, because they had numbers like that for obviously Denard Robinson was huge for Michigan when they had him back in years like 2011, but I honestly think that he's going to be huge part of it, and they're going to be losing a huge chunk of it, and that's going to completely change the dynamic because when you don't have that anchor, that dependability, where yeah. you can hand it off to him or let him hike the ball himself or even pass it to him. I mean, that eliminates a lot of stuff because everybody's focused on him. Obviously, I mean, I'm not – it's not earth-shattering science here or anything, but it's just like I'm I'm more skeptical of that. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point you make. I mean, he was definitely the anchor and one of the – well, obviously one of the best uh, 
football players in the Big Ten uh, last year, and uh, that's the reason why I got drafted so high. But, um, I mean, the only reason I'm kind of going leaning Penn State a little bit here is because of the very fact if you look at their schedule, all the teams that are ranked very high, there's only one team that they play on the road, and that's Michigan. Um, if, if Right now, Penn State – plays at home Michigan State's got to go to Penn State so that's that's going to be tough for you know for Michigan State to win there then you got Iowa Iowa's going to got it has to go to Penn State that's going to be tough for Iowa then you got Wisconsin's got to go to Penn State and then you got uh, Maryland they've got to go to Penn State you got Ohio State they have to go to Penn State (laughs) And the only one that seems to be at the top of that list is Michigan. They got to come to Michigan to play us. So that's the reason why I'm like, man, you look at their schedule. It's not like it's a cakewalk, but it's also a cakewalk schedule because most of their games, their tough games are all at home. That's why. Yeah, true. Very good to point out. So, yeah, so, yeah it's going to be really, really interesting. But, you know, I think it, it's about about right. But, um, yeah. I mean, I could see why they have Ohio State. But, you know, I think you're right about Ohio State talking about they might be a little bit overreaching there because of the very fact they're in, what are they talking about, national championship? I said, well, look, they're breaking in two new quarterbacks. Uh, I don't think either one of them had started a game all year. Um, yeah, Dwayne Haskins, you know, really played well against Michigan. They really didn't miss a beat. But they are breaking in two quarterbacks who haven't been under pressure and and Michigan right now seems to have one of the best defenses in the country leading into the season. Um, so they're going to race. Trust me, Jim Harbaugh is going to have this team ready, and Don Brown's going to have this team ready for Dwayne Haskins. I think Dwayne Haskins going to he's going to get the quarterback job over uh, Tate Martell. So um, and I think he's a dynamic player, but he's still new and. That's always a tough thing to do when you get somebody coming in there who hasn't played uh, one or two games or even two games uh, in a full stretch. So, um, but yeah, I could see how you, you could say Ohio State might be a little bit overrated there. So, but I could see why they have them at that at at the t- uh, ten and eleven. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, well, it's not so much that Ohio State's overrated, but it's just kind of like they're coming out and saying this is supposed to be one of the best. Ohio State teams ever and potentially the best team in the country. And so it's just kind of like, hey. Yeah, I don't know about that. No, no they're they're yeah. saying about the amount of talent they have and everything, and they have this well, dumb. They, got, they yeah. got the I just think Dwayne Haskins, he's too new. I mean, you can't give a guy – you can't walk into a, a season and say, this is the most talent they've got. And I'm like, yeah, but Dwayne Haskins hasn't even play, played a whole year yet. He hasn't even played one game starting. So – Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I'm just telling you what's out there, and I'm not even looking for it. It's just getting posted by, like, right. uh, I don't know, Sports Illustrated or, uh, oh, gosh, what is it? Not Reddit. Just some of the stuff out there, and I'm just kind of like, okay, if you guys think so. But, <laughs> right. um, but right. yeah, I'm just talking about, like, the added pressure where they're putting this all up, and it's just like, so basically you're kind of saying it's all or nothing. If they're not perfect, then they're basically failing right because they're the most talented ohio state team and forever potentially the most talented team in the country so let's just go ahead and set it up where if you guys mess up one thing then you're failing right right yeah that's a lot of pressure i know 
So, but yeah, that so that is, I guess, um, what it is with that. So, um, oh, I thought there was something else with that, but um, did you have anything else with the uh, football odds before we move on? No, no. All right. Well, then the other um, conversation that we can have is about the uh, 2018 football schedule for Michigan. Now, we've talked about it somewhat, and so I'm not sure exactly what approach that you want to take on it. So I'll let you start the conversation. Right. Well, basically, I saw on um, um, a website talking, uh, I think it was Ask Aaron, and it was a pretty simple question. He was, you know, answering the question was, what game in starting the season for Michigan football? And it was really, if you think about the question, is what game leading into the season will be is the most important game for Michigan? So, and, you know, I'd say most people probably say, well, of course, the the biggest rival game in the country, the game, Michigan against Ohio State. And and you think about it and say, yeah, I'd say most agree on that, you know, and, 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 you know, I do too. But, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'll just ask that question to you and then I'll answer because you might be surprised by my answer. So... Well, I'm uh, see. I don't know exactly how to take it because it's just kind of like it. Uh, the uh, kind of what you were saying exactly yeah. was the default is Ohio State. Now, see, it's kind of like okay, what's the most important game? Well, what do you mean by most important game? Because it really, uh, I mean, because because then it's kind of the thought of like, okay, are you saying what game do, would you love for a guaranteed win? Well, or... no, actually, I would say, like, let me answer my, I'll answer mine, and I'll say the reasons for it. Uh, like, you and I talked about the Michigan, like, you thought the us beating Ohio State was the most important over us beating Michigan State. You would rather have, have us take a loss to Michigan State, right, and beat Ohio State when I was actually kind of hedging on the other side saying we got to beat Michigan state. There's no, you can't lose to them. And then I'd rather lose to Ohio state. So we, you and I were totally different on thinkings on that. But then when I looked at this question and that particular one, I just said really doesn't pertain to this one. This one's a little bit different because it's the most important game. And I'm not talking about those two rival games. They are important. They are super important. But to me, if you think about it, and I was thinking about it and thinking about it for quite a long time, is what's the most important game? And to me, right now, I've kind of switched a little bit, and it's actually, I think it's the game against Notre Dame. And the reason is, that is the defying game. I mean, they got a good team. Uh, It's going to be a tough game. It's in South Bend. It's going to be really tough to, to win on the road at a, that a hostile crowd. And it really shows the way, what Michigan's going to be like. Cause we don't, we have a new quarterback. Probably we're going to have probably a new offense. We have all a new offensive minds going. We have a new staff. We have Warner. We have people like that. Um, McElway. And to me, it seems when you walk, when you walk on that, 
field for the first time in the first season, the first game, and it's up against Notre Dame, if it was somebody like Western, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't be thinking this at all, but it's Notre Dame and it's a big rival. We haven't played them in a long time. And, and trust me, uh, the Irish are going to be waiting for us. They can't wait. They want to ruin our season. (laughs) And I think, Notre Dame, this game is probably going to be more important than those other games at this moment coming up, as much as important they are. But this first game, I think, is going to say so much about how our offense is going to do. I mean, because our offense has struggled, man. Last year, we didn't have – we couldn't score anything. We, couldn't, well, we have eight, eight touchdowns total. Um, but if we can get this game under our belt and look impressive, I think it kind of sets the tone for the next – game and the next game and the next game and then going into Nebraska and playing them. So I just think this Notre Dame game is probably the most important game. See, I am going to come out and argue. Uh Oh, and I'm going to have so much on my side that you ain't going to know what hits you in the face. No way. Yeah. All right. So, so here you go. All right, so this okay. is this is why I'm going to say I mean that those are good points and everything and yes, yeah, starting off the season with a win especially against a team like uh Notre Dame is a good thing. Um but but here you go. Here's here's my ammunition for saying um I respectfully disagree okay. and you suck. Oh gosh, man. All right. <laughs> All right, so here here you go. For, first okay. thing and I I said this before, but 1 for 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1 for 14. Michigan has beaten Ohio State one time in the last 14 seasons. It's true. That so is... now, of course, you're not you're talking about the most important game, and um, right. I'm talking. Uh, and so there's the perspective too that could be taken. Okay, if you could guarantee one right. win, what would it be? Of so, but right. but as far as the most important game, so I'm going on on the play of your side, and I'll add this in there. And it's not okay. saying that's guaranteeing a win. But right. why I say it's the most important game. So one for fourteen. That's that's a big part of it right there. Right. I mean, it's been uh, six in a row. This could be seven in a row, and Michigan could land at one and fifteen. So, mm-hmm. so there yeah. there there's that information right there. The last time that Notre Dame won more, and obviously we haven't played Notre Dame. We didn't play Notre Dame last year, but the right. rivalry is starting up again. The last time that Notre Dame has won more than two in a row, there was only one time that that okay. happened. There okay. were there were two times that Notre Dame beat Michigan two years in a row, but then other than that, there was only one other time there was a longer winning streak, and that was from 87 to 90. Okay. Yeah, so, good. So it's just kind of like, okay, I get it, but Michigan's in a drought with Ohio State, and that's, to me, more important than – making a statement with Notre Dame when the rivalry continues. But here is something else that I think is even more important. 2015. Michigan loses on Saturday, November 28th. And then 2016. Michigan loses Saturday, November 12th. Saturday, November 26th. 2017, Michigan loses on Saturday, November 18th, Saturday, November 25th. Michigan under Jim Harbaugh does not 
finish with wins for the regular season. Now, granted, of course, it's always Ohio State for the last game. But other than the first year, Michigan has wrapped up the season where its last three games had two losses. Okay. Other than 2015, Michigan ends the regular season for its last three games. Two of those three games are losses. That is not good. That is not how you want to finish. Michigan needs to finish. Michigan has the defense. Michigan has the ability. Michigan has the talent. But they have not been finishing the regular season. It needs to get out of that. It needs to stop. It needs to overcome that. That's that's a hurdle for them. And frankly, I think it's more important for them to finish strong than to start strong. Now, of course, this okay. year... Yeah, this year it's a little different because they finished with Rutgers, Indiana and Ohio State. So for them to lose two of the last three would be absolutely heartbreaking. But Penn State is right before that. So if you want to include the last four games in there. So I see what you mean there. Yeah. So I say that because I will then go back to 2015. And you were talking about how important it is to start off a season and not saying that this is uh can be identical and compared to that exactly, but a huge game, just like Notre Dame. It was Harbaugh's first game as Michigan's head coach on the road at Utah yeah. and losing 24 to 17. Michigan still finished 10 and three. Okay. And wound up losing to Michigan state and Ohio state and winning their bowl game. So even though they started off with that loss, granted it wasn't Notre Dame and quite on that scale, but it was huge spotlight because it was the Thursday of Labor Day weekend. It was opening day for college football, and it was Jim Harbaugh's first college football game after coming from the NFL. And so it was was huge. The opponent wasn't quite as huge, but it was a huge game. And they were still able to finish 10-3, and and they won – was this here? Hold on, let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Last five games, they won four of five. Okay. So they've essentially steadily been getting worse, where they've been having two losses late in the regular season. So I will say again that I think it is more important that Michigan wins late in the season, break that trend, not only of losing to Ohio State, but also you want yeah. you want them to finish strong. Right. You want that switch from usually Michigan does great in the beginning and then peters out in the end. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel, and of course, I mean, you don't want any losses or anything, but it's just right. kind of like you, and that's the thing too. It affects the college football playoff rankings. You right. can lose early in the season, right? And you'll be okay. But if you lose at the end, that's going to mess things up. Right. So, well, so that's, that point right there, I can say, is your strongest point right there. Okay. Yeah. But the others, I won't. I won't. You're, you know, I'm like, you're wrong. You're just wrong. You know that. It's because right now Michigan's sitting at number uh, at what twelve, ranked twelve, and they got to go to Notre Dame, who's ranked ninth. If yeah, but we all that, we all know preseason rankings. I know. I know. I get that. We all know that. We we see it as uh, uh, what star recruits, right? <laughs> it's like yeah. sometimes it ebb and flows and moves and then ends and out. We know that. I get that. But it's a huge game because of the very fact is you think about it. When Michigan played North, uh, Florida in neutral site, 
Michigan struggled so much to get touchdowns. One was a Hail Mary almost to Tariq Black, which is a heck of a catch. But after that, they just had so much trouble getting the ball just over the end zone. It seems like it was a struggle. But if Michigan can go into South Bend, go in there and score easily or at least get some touchdowns through the air with Shea Patterson and get uh, Peoples-Jones, Tariq Black, and Collins, and you get all these t- tight ends, you get Higdon, and it just looks like that offense is – you know, moving and flowing. It, it, trust me, when people are going to see this game, and if Michigan's their offense is looking stellar, and we're just putting it to Notre Dame, I tell you what, man, people are going to look at that and say, this is something we can carry on throughout the year and do really, really well. Because in that Florida game, Spate struggled. He threw, what, two pick sixes, and he had to come back. He, he actually had to get, what, he put him on the bench and the corn had to come in and then Spate came back in and did rather well. So my thing is since this offense is so anemic last year, we don't know what it looks like that this is a big game because I think Michigan fans want to see what this offense can do. And it's been such a long time, man, since we haven't seen that. And I think Michigan, if they can come into this game and, and treat it like it's one of the most important games and just put it to, uh, Notre Dame, especially one of our biggest rivals, that would be something stellar. You, my friend, are wrong. <laughs> wrong. So I will bring up a counter argument of 2016. Oh, man. And when you want to talk about offense starting off well and being like, hey, this is something we can continue with throughout the year, talk about winning and putting up points of 63, 51, 45, 49, 78, 41, 32, 59. Putting up those kind of points. Then for your last three games, you put up 13, 20, and 27. Yeah, so don't tell me that they can start off at the beginning of the season and everybody can say, oh, we can continue this throughout the whole year because this goes back to my same argument that I said before. Yeah. That's not how you start. It's how you finish, and they have right. had the Are reputation. Going old BCS? Are we going old BCS system because we're going playoff now? Because it sounds like you're going off the, you know, you own the old way of BCS and not the playoff system they have in place. Remember, it, it's if you lose early. And you win late. That's yeah. well, exactly well, this isn't, how the worked, system worked. This isn't even that. This isn't even the idea of, okay, we're talking playoffs or postseason or anything. This is just from the standpoint of Michigan has had this issue since year one with Jim Harbaugh that they don't finish well. Now, 2015 was the best year because it was four or five that they won. Four or five that they won. But each year, it looks worse and worse. They lost at Ohio State the first year, and it was an embarrassing lost. The second year, they lost two of their last three. And then the third year, again, two of their last three. Was it the last two back-to-back I think that they lost that, that year? Yeah, Wisconsin and and then Ohio State. So yeah, so it has just progressively been looking worse and worse at the end of the year. And so they need to break that. It's not just to end the Ohio State drought. It's not just to look at the potential of the playoff rankings. It is, this is a problem. You need to finish out strong. Your team cannot be dead at the end of the season because that's when you play your toughest football. And somehow, all the other teams, Wisconsin, Ohio State, 
the bowl games or and then even some of the other teams like Indiana, we face Indiana and it's still a tight game. Right. So that needs to be broken. That's why I say that the Ohio State game is the most important game because all those different things factor into it. Because, yes, while it would be awesome to start off with a win against the ranked team on the road, I'm talking about how it ends and this this list, this track record for Michigan that has been an issue that hasn't, hasn't changed sure. yet under Jim Harper. Now, granted, it's only been three years, so there's only been – an opportunity to essentially break it like two, one or two times since it has become a pattern. But yeah, it, it, it's a glaring issue to me for that. So while I would love for both of them to be a win, I would probably have to emphasize that there is more behind the importance of the Ohio state game, not just riding on the rivalry. Well, yeah, I mean, well, Michigan played Florida. They did struggle. It wasn't like it was a cakewalk through that in the beginning of the year. You know, you you and I went to a couple of those games, and we and that Florida game, you knew we didn't wallop teams. We we were struggling all year. We just got pretty aggressively worse as we got to the better teams. <laughs> so, I mean, you and I were at, what, we go to the uh, Cincinnati game. That was like we we struggled. To, oh yeah. To, in that game we walked out of there and nobody said a word and no one was really happy because we should have walloped that team we didn't i mean we're talking spate against florida was 181 yards uh one td and two interceptions it just wasn't good at all and so we we with the, that defense that we had last year we should have put up doubled that amount of points against florida and we didn't because our offense was so anemic and bad um, they couldn't score at all. So that's why I'm saying this walking out, seeing what kind of team this is going to be, because it is fresh. It's new. It's got new coaching staff. It's got a new leader behind the, the ball. Um, we got our receivers are all seasoned. Now they all have everything. Our defense seems, looks like it's going to be one of the best in the country. And everybody wants to see what Michigan can do. This game is going to be huge and important. I mean, that Ohio State one is very, it is the most important game. But this one, to me, it seems to be you want to come out of the gate on fire. So, wrong. So so you would be okay with coming out on the uh, of the gate on fire, but then sputtering out at the end? No. Yeah. I just think this game's wrong. <laughs> no. It's like this game, to me. Is is should be the most important game because I think it just shows Michigan what kind of offense they sh- are they going to what kind of team they're going to have. Look, we had a we didn't have a spring game, we didn't have a game that we could actually you know if if I was there you know I was heading there, and then just the weather was bad. But if I would have went to that game, I would probably say this Notre Dame game isn't as important as because a very fact is I couldn't go to the game. And see what some of the things that we're struggling with, like it did last year, that it, I'd probably change my stance. But I think because this one we don't know. Actually, a lot of Michigan fans are really anxious. I think because they don't know what to expect. They don't know what Shea's going to look like. They don't know how it's going to work with this offense. So I don't know. A lot of questions leading into this again. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you make good points. 
but he failed. Yeah, spring fling though. I mean, that's that's no, that doesn't really tell you a whole lot, and that's not going to really change the outlook of the Notre Dame game because it's it's always just like the tiniest of sampling, and it can be so deceiving too. So, but it was but, true. It was true. The last year I went to the spring game. It was. I walked away saying, wow, the quarterback struggled. Uh, the offensive line couldn't block, and our defense was great. Sounds yeah. like pretty much the year, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but then then when things look good, they never really turn out exactly like that because True. I think it was the year previous before that that things looked really good. And, yeah, there were the high points and everything, but still right. wound up right. the wagon. Uh, the wheels came off the wagon. But – no, nobody's nobody's technically wrong. Agreed to disagree, but you still suck and you're wrong. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. There we go. There you go. That that sums it up right there. So, yep. if, if you got if you guys, I guess it'll probably have to put out there. We should uh, somebody should put a one of us need to put out there on Twitter on what the fans think is more of an important important game, the Notre Dame game. starting and, and so that's a very unique perspective because you are having the rivalry games at both, both yeah, ends both of the ends. spectrum. What's right. more important, the rivalry game at the beginning of the season on the road or the rivalry game at the end of the season on yeah, the road? I mean, and you're starting up a rivalry. You're starting up with Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since we played them, so – Yep. So yeah, that needs to be put on Twitter. So and for like a couple of days. Yeah. So we we need to get around to doing that. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, well, good points and good thoughts and everything. Uh, I think that's that's a good way to wrap things up. Nice. Converse. Let us know what you think. Chime in if you want to. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. Feel free to email us at bluebrotherssportscast at gmail.com. You can also just discuss with us on Twitter. We're at bluebros underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. And the ever uh, easy-to-use voicemail, which is 551-258-3276. Just uh, call, leave a short voicemail. That is 551-BLUE-BRO. And with that... We will end things off. Wow, we're actually getting this done here at the beginning of the week, so it's yeah. surprising. Well, uh, I hope you guys have a um, good rest of the week. Hope the week goes fast for you. Hope you stay cool wherever you are. Uh, and we know if you're a Michigan fan, you're cool, and we'll finish off with Go Blue.